0: Hello, all. This is blonde-haired girl. So, it's the middle of the night. <laughs> oh, and I have a... I have a something I am podcasting about that I I feel like is re- relevant, very relevant. So, I. As long as I can actually remember, I have had this desire to, I'm not sure how to describe it, like, except, like, to experience enlightened states of consciousness. I just have, I, I, I studied it for many years. I, I, I. I mostly through the works of David Hawkins. I've talked about this over and over, so those of you who have been following me know that I've studied his works. He wrote a book. His first was "Power Versus Force. I don't believe I've ever actually read that book from cover to cover. I do have it, but I have not read it. (laughs) But, um, But it was Eye of the Eye and I... That are two books that changed my life i I do quite a bit i I used to read a lot um more than I feel like I do now, but i I can't say that about a lot of a lot of material that it like actually changed my life like this changed my life, but David Hawkins works changed my life. I mean, they really did. And so, then I have this experience that I would that I would describe as as I I would put it in this category of of experiencing a a change in my state of consciousness a state of of enlightenment and and having had this experience and knowing that there was this change it wasn't exactly what I thought it was going to be oh my lord I feel like I have to sneeze (laughs) pardon me if I have to sneeze oh boy (laughs) maybe maybe God, spirit doesn't want me to say something. It's like, don't say it. It makes me sneeze. Um, I'm just kidding. I'm not sure if that's... Actually, I think that that kind of thing really does happen um, where there's some kind of interruption and then it's like, okay, don't say that. And, you know, there's an interruption of some sort. But... But it it wasn't exactly what i thought it was going to be as in i feel like like it is presented that enlightenment is presented as something that we experience and we are cha- we are like like bam we are we have this experience and we are changed forevermore and we never in the sense in this sense that we are never going to have another need, we're never going to have another problem we're we're it like a blissful state, like like a continuous blissful state that you would be in a continuous blissful state forevermore. That's that's the way that I feel like it is presented. You know, I don't know, maybe maybe the Buddha in in the wilderness was able to reach a state that he, that he never had a need, want, and was in a blissful state forevermore. And, and in that, this idea of, of living outside of the matrix, this is another that, and this was one of the, that it's just coming to me right at the moment this is one of the themes of the Matrix. Because if you'll remember, he reached the enlightened state, but then he wasn't in a state of absolute bliss all the time. He wasn't. He he still had had he 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 was learning to create magic. He was he was defying what seemed like the laws of gravity or not gravity but physics sorry use the wrong word he was defying what what we conceive of the lo- laws of physics like being able to fly for example but he still had challenges like crazy like that one scene where He reaches the door and he talks to the architect and then, and then the war isn't over. The war wasn't over and he, like, he just didn't even know what to do. And so, and so, basically, what, what I'm starting to see, I'm starting to see some things in myself and in, I I am choosing, I am making the choice to live. I guess in and out of the matrix. So I, I live in the matrix and out of the matrix. I, I I have I have a a position that is very typical. It is it is a system that I don't necessarily agree with. But I I work in this system. And I'm, I'm not talking, I'm talking about from a spiritual standpoint, that I, uh, the system itself is very punitive. And I don't know that that is really the best way for people to make change especially people who don't necessarily want to change but so I'm living in in and outside of the matrix and I notice things about myself that that I'm in the process of changing and and I want to tell you this this phenomena see I I now I have The ability to, I always have been very introspective, but like now it's, it's really magnified. So my introspection is like near, like really magnified. I'm able to analyze myself and my thoughts, you know, because I'm always checking in. And what I'm starting to realize is, is categorizing a day so like let, let's just say you know at the end of the day you take inventory so you take inventory of okay did i have a good day or a bad day and and what is the criteria and and i notice myself the criteria is if i If I'm able to, to be disciplined, there's this element of disciplining that I thought that I, that I had outgrown. I I thought that I had outgrown these, these ideas that a good day, I'm good if I'm productive and i'm disciplined and i'm bad if i'm not stating my own this so my own i'm very I'm, I'm I'm observing that i'm very performance driven okay, so in my little in my little bubble in my little world, the performance has to do with with certain things that I, my, my habits, my, my, okay. So let's just say, did I meditate? I'm having a good day. Like, so I, I take inventory. I say, okay, did I, did I meditate? Did I did i uh get my work done did i i go down this list in of things cuz sometimes i have this habit at the job that i'm at of putting things off till tomorrow but like yesterday i had a client i went to see a client 7:30 in the morning and then i was still i was still working at late in the afternoon I mean I was just working all all day long I did get a lot done but I I I have yet since I've been at my job to actually get on top of things it's the kind of job where it's just there's all these moving parts and it and it's fast and I and I'm not meeting my deadlines. I'm just going to say that this is something that I've been very committed to. And I still haven't met my deadlines. And there are several reasons for why. It's not just... It's I could tell you many reasons for why that's not happening. And every single case is slightly different. But I'm not meeting my deadlines. Now, I am meeting... I am getting my notes done weekly. I am meeting my visits I'm getting my visits done and I'm getting my notes done but like I'm not getting my evaluations and my service plans in in time in my and at the end of a case there it's not done in time it's like I'm scrambling to get it done and part of this is because I'm getting new people I'm having people leave I mean it's not like a they say okay here here's your here are your clients go. It's not like that. You, you Here's, here's a client. And then two weeks later, okay, here's another client. And then two weeks later, okay, here's another client. So then I've got, oh, here's two this week. Like, and every single one of them is on a different timeline. And it, it has been really challenging. And they've asked me, so how are you tracking this? And I am tracking it. I, I have it on my calendar. I know it's coming. But I'm still, this is an area that I have not, I can't say I'm completely failing, but I am not meeting this expectation. I'm not. I'm just, I'm just going to admit that. And this is something that I would like. And I've had a shift in my thinking at work as well, too. Like, this is a job that, that is really interesting in the sense that I could I can set my own schedule to a degree. Like, you know, somebody my one of my workmates is like, yeah, we, you know, you can set your schedule exactly as you want, but I'm sitting here and not not completely because you have to accommodate clients. You have to accommodate their schedule. So a lot of times I'm working early in the morning and then I'm working late in the evening. But this offers me this amazing thing called flex time. <laughs> I don't know other people, but like I, I, so I rack up like a ton. I'm talking a ton of flex time. And before I wasn't really using it. I was just eating it. And this would mean that I that I would either have to stop at forty hours a week, which most of the time I had those done in four days, three and a half days. Well, mostly four days. I I easily can have all of my all of them my work done, not done, but all of my hours in in four days easily, and so an entire day. So I would basically could conceivably have four days flex out four days in one month four days off so so part of my part of the thing that I really like about this job and I've started to change my mind about it I'm like okay you know kind of treating it as being self-employed in a way because I have control over my schedule, I'm like, okay, well, kind of the sky's the limit, you know, so I can flex out. So I'm, I'm going to an event in April, and I'm flexing out the entire three days. I'm flexing out my, my time because I've saved up so much time because I'm not allowed overtime. So this is a really fun thing, right? So I started to think and this has been one of my the parts of of my dream life is having the ability to do these these personal development so this year i've already done 3 personal development conferences or retreats i've already done 3 but these are really meaningful for me. That is actually, these are about my skills. But, okay, I'm going off topic. So I need to get back on and, and I, I really want to talk about something. So I'm, I'm did I have a good day or a bad day? And, and what does a good day look like to me? And what does a bad day look like to me? and i am still performance driven and so did i meditate but there's this other thing and that is my eating so my my body dysmorphia that i have discussed in my material has really been flaring up and and i i and does an enlightened person ever have body dysmorphia, and I don't even know if it's necessarily body dysmorphia, but I think it is where i I judge a day by how I ate. I judge I I didn't realize this, but when my body dysmorphia is flaring up and I'm having these episodes, I'm judging my days by what I eat. It's a good day if I if I didn't eat a cookie and it's a bad day if I did eat a cookie. If I succumbed to my my eating an entire bag of Cadbury Easter eggs in two days, and so so i'm and why am I doing that? Why am I eating this way? So I started to like really look at it. I'm like, and I have to tell you, a lot of it is boredom it's boredom it's 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 that I'm I'm and I have I I don't know and you know I'm not really even into these labels but I'm just saying that I, I appear to have like an ADHD ADD kind of uh quality about myself where I have a really hard time just just doing one thing so when I am doing my notes I have to be doing something else I have to have music on I have to I get distracted a lot I I'll be I'll be in the middle of writing even a sentence and I'll I'll you know I'll have to do something else for a second. I mean, and it just occurred to me that part of, and I'm not saying this is the whole reason, but part of the reason why I'm doing this is because that's the way that it's been. Is that when I sit down, so when I sit down to do my notes, I'm bombarded with all this stuff. I'm on the my work computer, and so all of a sudden, I get all of these these emails to distract me from doing the notes. I get phone calls. I get text messages. All these things distract me from from doing my work. And but I notice that I'm just bored. So like I and one of the things is that when I'm driving So for, I, I, sometimes I have, I'm, I'm bored in the car. And so it, and sometimes I just like run out of stuff. Like I get tired of my, of my playlist on my, on my Spotify. It's like, I don't really want to listen to any podcasts. I, I don't know. I just, and I drive a lot, my friends, I drive a lot. I can't even tell you how many hours a week that I'm actually driving. And so I'm noticing I'm just noticing, I'm just taking note of this. That yesterday I was incredibly bored just doing this work and I and I was looking around for food. I Well, also, I was working in the kitchen because I was keeping my, my dog company. And so I was really distractible, really distractible. And I, and I just, I wanted food. I wanted to distract myself with food. <clears throat> so, I mean, I think that this is a really good observation. I'm like, okay, so this is what's happening. So what am I going to do about it? Now that I know that that I am, and I am judging myself. I'm judging myself for if I can not eat or not eat certain things. So I had, I had seen this person who had put out this recipe and she had said and in this little blurb that I was watching she said I eat one meal a day and then the rest of the day I eat fruit she said and she had made this this little salad she had made and so I went and I bought lentils and and quinoa and I I bought the stuff to make this salad and yesterday I I ate fruit so this is what I've been doing I've been eating fruit and then I had this pretty enormous salad in the middle of the day and then I ate I ate an orange before I went to bed and so like yesterday, and then I got like a lot of work done. Like yesterday was a good day. And I even meditated. I got it all done. Yesterday was a good day. It was on top of my game. But the day before, I did virtually the same thing. The day before, I I took a... a i I bought some like certain foods and i and i and on the way to my visit, I ate like all this fruit, so I ate like strawberries and i you know i I had eaten all this stuff and then i I had well I actually had four visits, so that kind of makes sense, but then I went and I got i there is this place in this town that I go to that has the best salad i I mean this salad is just outstanding. And I, and I went in and I got the salad, but then I succumbed to a cookie. I ate a cookie. And I, and I was telling my daughter about it and I said, well, it, well, it's not, it wasn't a, cause she, she was kind of acting like, mom, it's not a big deal that you ate one cookie. And I'm like, but it wasn't just a, like an ahoy, a cookies ahoy to like size. I mean, it was like a, this was like you know, a big cookie. It was like four cookies in one. And, and so I didn't, it wasn't a good day. I mean, my day wasn't all lost, but I mean, even when I was eating it, I was, I was, as a, as a follower of Abraham Hicks, she would say, only eat when you're having downhill thoughts only eat when you're when you're in a positive space only eat when you're feeling good about what you're eating because our body is going to respond to our feelings about whatever we're eating so even as i was eating the cookie i was thinking about that I was thinking about my mindset about the cookie while I was eating the cookie. Because our body is going to respond differently to if I'm excited about the cookie and I feel good about eating the cookie, it's going to take in the nutrients from that cookie differently than if I'm thinking, I shouldn't be eating this cookie. Do I really like the taste of this cookie? Like, why am I eating this cookie? I didn't want to eat this cookie. This cookie is not consistent with my goals because that's actually how I was thinking. That's how I was thinking when I was eating the cookie. And this is all very confusing to me because there's there's really all different schools of thought on this thing. There's like schools of thought that you can eat whatever you want and and if you are in the right frame of mind it's not going to affect you you're going to be you're going to be skinny winny and you can eat all the oreos that you want and you're still going to be skinny you can think your way to thinness there's some people who who believe this and that that eating whatever you want is is the way to good health just eat what you want and i i don't know i don't know about the truth of that at least the truth of that for me so a number of years ago i was really on the quest on a quest for health i'm not going going to go into great detail about that but i will tell you that i went on an elimination diet because i was trying to find out what foods were basically making me sick because I knew I knew that something I I was very very sick and and my food I was I went on an anti-inflammatory diet so I was trying to minimize the inflammation in my body and I and I so I ended up looking into foods in this on this elimination diet, it was very very challenging in the beginning. But and some people were just looking at me like, "How did you do that?" But here's the thing: when you are as sick as I was, you will do anything to get well. You will do anything. When you are as sick as I was, and so I was very determined to get better. So I I it was easy for me to give up sugar. It was easy for me to give up all of these foods. But then I had to figure out, because I was losing like a ton of weight. I was losing like seven pounds a month. And it had gone on for about five months. So, I mean, I was, I may not have lost exactly seven pounds a month, but I lost a ton of weight. And, and I, and I learned what foods made me Like I could tell by my body what foods. And I got to a point where I could even look at the food. All I had to do was look at it and I would be, okay, that's going to be bad for me. That's either good for me or bad for me. And there were some that were just like, like bread. Bread was like really bad for me. I mean, like even artesian bread. That I absolutely love. I love bread. I remember when I <laughs> when I was on this elimination diet. I thought this was so funny. I had this dream. That I was. That there was this loaf of bread. Like this perfect loaf of bread. And that I had cut it in two. And I was holding it. And I was just eating it right out of my hand, like my hand, the way that my hand was, I mean, I remember distinctly this dream. But in real life, I wasn't eating bread. I didn't eat bread. I, um, I didn't eat gluten. And I started to feel better. There was a combination of things I was doing at the same time. But this was one of the things that I was starting to feel better. And so what is happening for me right now is that I I feel like I'm in really great health generally. I mean, I do. I feel like I'm in really great health generally. I don't feel as great in my body right now. I feel like my clothes like, are fitting me a little bit tighter and... I, I just, and I know how to do this. I know how to change this. I mean, that's the good part. I know exactly what to do. And so I'm doing those things, but I am still having what I would call relapses. I'm having relapses in that like the other day I ate a cookie. But here is the bigger angst for me. In this, I don't want to live like this. And then I am then like what's coming to mind for me is, well, whether you want to or not see that it's like this voice in my head that whatever ails me can be disciplined out of me. Like whatever ails me, I have control over it by what I do, what I eat what i what if I'm exercising if i'm you know and yesterday i did i did exercise so yesterday was an exceptionally good day i had i did all my stuff i meditated i ate really well i exercised i got my work done i mean today yesterday was an exceptional day, but I don't want to live like this i don't I don't want to live like this. Like I don't want to live like this. I want to I want to I to just enjoy my life. I want to eat something because I like eating it. I want to I want to do things because I like doing it. I want to enjoy my life. I don't want to do things because i'm supposed to it's like this is like diametrically opposed in my opinion in some ways to to be performance driven is is i don't know it's in some ways contrary to this idea of enlightenment in some ways Now, this was one of the things I had talked to one of my podcasts about this that I was listening to Thich Nhat Hanh. I was listening to one of his talks. I guess it was a Dharma talk. <laughs> he was he was giving a a, a sermon. <laughs> he was giving a sermon on Buddhist living, and there was just a whole other set of of rules a whole other set of of commandments or like do this I'm sitting there and I'm like I don't know is that is that the way I'm just putting it out there like so if we go through our entire entire life not drinking alcohol ever if we go through our life never eating another Hershey's bar if we go through our life making damn sure that we meditate every day like it's a bad day if i don't meditate like like putting my meditation practice in that category the same category as i'm having a good day if i meditate i'm having a bad day if i didn't meditate check it off the list this is my to do list today it's a good day if i get everything checked off and it's a bad day if i don't and then i notice i notice that whether my clothes are feeling are are actually tighter is a whole other story. Because in some ways, it's all in my head. And I noticed back in the day when I was doing this elimination diet and my son really picked up on this. I said, I don't know if I, if I just think that it's not good for me. I don't know if it's actually not good for me or if I just think it's not good for me i couldn't tell I couldn't tell the difference and so and so I'm sitting here, and I'm like, I just don't want to live like this and i and i I'm not really sure exactly where I'm going f- with this, except that i don't i i think that Doing things without joy takes out the meaning of life. So it would be better for me to just go buy bigger clothes perhaps. But the point I was trying to make a second ago is that my clothes are fitting and I don't know if they actually are tighter. Or if I just think they're tighter because I ate the cookie and I've been eating the Danish. There are these Danishes at this this bakery in town and I cannot even tell you how good this Danish is. I don't know how to describe it. It is like a pecan pie and a pizza croissant. It is one of the best things I've ever tasted. But is that consistent with my goals? Can I eat one of those once a week and still meet my goals and feel good in my body? Because back back in the day when I was getting better, I couldn't I couldn't touch the stuff. I couldn't. Or I just thought I couldn't. So I don't know that I've actually actually reached a happy balance, but this these are just things that I'm noticing. In in a different state of of awareness, an awareness that I'm just noticing. Okay, I'm eating because I'm bored. I'm I'm doing these things because I'm bored. I'm I'm doing these things. I'm seeing things this way, as good or bad. A day as good as or bad based on my performance. And then I'm looking at that and I'm going, okay, is this what I really want for my life? It's different for us to do things because we love to do it. It's different for me to meditate because I love to meditate. That I would never miss a day of meditation because I love to meditate. That's different. It's a different it's a different motivation than oh my god I've got to meditate or crap I didn't meditate today I'm I had a bad day I didn't meditate Like those are two totally different intentionality or ways of being And so I asked the question should I just eat what I love to eat and see how it goes, and eat when I'm hungry. I mean, that's another thing. Is like sh- Abraham Hicks would say, only eat when you're having a downhill moment. So, in downhill moments, are you're feeling pretty good? I'm feeling pretty good. And I'm just putting it out there, and I and I will share. I will share when when conclusions come to me on this. This is this is just a little bit of awareness that has come to me recently and I'm, and I'm working it out and I, and I'll let y'all know on this working it out what my discoveries are. (laughs) I hope this makes sense. Tell me this makes sense. Anyway, I appreciate y'all listening and I will be back with other ideas. And that's a wrap.